So I've got to ask the question, have you heard of a Dr. Tanzler? I would consider it a modern-day Frankenstein of Florida. Got to buckle up. This one gets weird. This one is creepy to a whole new level, folks. Carl Tanzler, German immigrant, born February 8, 1877 in Dresden, Germany, travels as a child to Italy, where he's claimed to be visited by a deceased ancestor. From a child born into this world, we are taught what to believe. Close-minded, we become fearful to be deceived. Still we desire to know what lies beyond that locked door. The art of the storyteller conjuring tales of legend and lore. History hidden, lost knowledge, things forgotten and the unknown. These are the things that direct us and will set the tone. Welcome friends to another episode of Nightmares on the Lost Highway. Carl Tanzler, German immigrant, had traveled to Italy as a child. He claimed there he was visited by a deceased ancestor, the Countess Anna Constina von Kossel. I'm hoping I'm pronouncing that correctly. Yeah, there's going to be a lot of I may butcher names some here. names in this one, so bear with us. But in a dream as a child, he communed and walked with the dead. And the Countess, one of his ancestors, revealed to the young boy the face of his true love. She would be an exotic, dark-haired woman, and that he should seek her out to ever find true happiness. And that is the whole root and foundation to this story. And as Bill said, buckle up, because this is all factual. This is all proven. It doesn't get much weirder than this one. It is is disturbing. (laughs) Disturbing is a great word. Uh, Mr. Tanzler returned back to Germany around 1920, where he met and married a lady by the name of Doris Schaefer. Together, the couple had two daughters. One, unfortunately, died at the young age of seven from diphtheria. It must have been apparent to Carl Tanzler that his wife, Doris, was not the woman of his dreams, as he left his family and made his way to America in 1927. There, he joined his sister and her family, who had already immigrated to the United States and settled in an area called Zephyr Hills in Florida. However, both his wife and both daughters did follow him about a year later. In 1930, Dr. Carl Tanzler took a job as a radiologist at the U.S. Marine Hospital in Key West, Florida, there under the name of Carl Von Kossel, dropping the Tanzler name. Now, anytime I talk about him, I'm just going to say Tanzler, because I don't want to keep track of names. I will tell you, the guy dropped and changed his name at least three times. Yeah, I believe at one point they believed Tanzler to be dead and, and he was living under this other name, or, or yeah. maybe vice versa. Some kind of aliases. I, I'll just refer to him as Tanzler. We're going to call him Tanzler. All right, we'll, we'll roll with that. In 1930, Carl Tanzler had taken a job as a radiologist there at the U.S. Marine Hospital in Key West, Florida, under the name Carl von Kossel, dropping the Tanzler name. It was here that he met a patient, Maria Alana Milagro de Hoyos. She was a Cuban-American woman with dark hair and lovely features which matched the woman of his dreams, and he instantly became obsessed with her. Maria Alana was brought to the hospital by her mother, and she was unfortunately diagnosed with tuberculosis long before a vaccine was created. Dr. Carl von Kossel, Tanzler, 
did everything he could to save the beautiful young woman, all the while showering her with gifts and declaring her undenying love, without the family knowing the good doctor himself was actually married. Well, I believe uh, Hoyos was also married to a man named Luis Mesa. You are correct. Um, legally married at the time of her death. Yes. Uh, he had left her, though. They married in 26. He left her shortly after they got married, after she suffered from a miscarriage. Seemed to kind of do a toll on the marriage. I yeah. believe they tried to relocate, tried to make it work, but sadly it did not work out. So, yes, both the young lady patient was married as well as Dr. Tanzler was married. Sadly, despite all the treatments and the efforts, uh, Maria Alana Hoyos succumbed to the disease on October 25th, 1931. And tuberculosis was typically fatal at that time. It was right. hard to treat. Way before a vaccine, it was in its early stages, and yes, it and wiped out lots of it people. claimed the lives of most of her family, from what I understood, what I read. Ah, I did not get that. It's a good tidbit. Well, she was buried in an above-ground mausoleum there in Key West, Florida. And kind of the first twist, the funeral and part of the special mausoleum being paid for by none other than... Dr. Yeah. Tansler. Dr. Foot the Bill. That's Dr. Flip the Bill. That's that's normal. Now you might ask, well, that's that's kind of odd. The doctor would pay for that. Oh yeah, that's just one odd thing that we're about to get to. Uh, and the key is above ground mausoleum. Let me kind of state that. To, to which Tansler would retain the only key too. Yes, that's uh, important. Not the family. No, no, just the doctor that was infatuated with it. This is not where the story ends, but really where it only begins. Dr. Tanzler, or as he was going at the time, Dr. Von Kossel, was said to visit her grave almost every night. It is said that the good doctor continued to experiment, and after almost three years after her death, he believed he had found a way to bring Maria Alana back to life. Well, he claimed that uh, her spirit would come to visit him while he was at her graveside. I had her and it, uh, that she that she told him to take her from her grave. Take me from this grave. Yeah. This is eerie stuff here. So on one evening in April 1933, he sneaks into the cemetery with literally a little red wagon, breaks into the mausoleum, and steals the corpse to return home with her for what would become his greatest medical miracle. It actually depends on which version of the story you read. Some versions say he took her home, but there was one version that said he had a, a lab that he had fashioned from an old airplane, and that's where he did the original, that's where he spirited away, spirited her away to originally. Did we mention Dr. Frankenstein? It's yeah, I mean, it's, it's kind it's, of the same. Apparently, <laughs> apparently he'd had a fascination with airplanes. He'd built one, uh, I believe, when he, he spent some time in Australia. He he worked on building an airplane then, too. He was a man of the world. He did some traveling. Yeah, he traveled all over. It is proven uh, that over the next seven years, now to set the dates, it's 1930 uh, to late 1940, Dr. Von Kossel-Tanzler lives alongside Elana, the love of his life. By 1940, word gets back to Maria's. Well, it seems like we're skipping a big thing here. I've got like a pretty much a bullet pointed list of, of some events that happened in those those years. Okay, okay. I did. I didn't know if you were getting there. I don't want to interrupt. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to get there. I think to some of them, but please fill me in on any of them that I might miss. Okay. He lives with her with this corpse for seven years, from 1933 to about late 1940. 
And by that time, word gets back to Maria's sister, uh, Florinda, I believe is the way you might pronounce it, Yeah. from a neighbor that the doctor is seen dancing with a woman that resembles Maria in his window of his front room. Yet another rumor, believed to have come from the housemaid, states she was never allowed directly to go into the master bedroom of the house. Yeah, the, the locals thought it was suspicious when he would come into town uh, to get women's clothing and perfume on a regular basis. That was also one of the things that sparked her her, her interest in, in his situation. Gotcha, gotcha. And in a sick, twisted way, it all begins to make sense here. He is seen dancing with this woman in the front living room window. The housemaid is never allowed to go into the master bedroom. However, remember seeing a young woman lying in bed through the cracked door. Uh, she points out that she'd even asked the good doctor a couple times, you know, and he would say, well, please don't disturb my sleeping wife. Again, that was an interesting word I thought that was used. She needs rest. Florinda, the sister, She's, of course, confused, excited. I don't know what I would feel like when you're, when you're told these kind of stories, especially that the woman resembles your deceased sister of seven years. I guess the type of woman that the sister was, Florinda, she knew where the doctor lived, went right to his front door. Yeah, con confronted Just him right confronted there. him right to his face, knocked on the door. The d good doctor smiles, knows her by name, welcomes yes. her into the house and never never seemed like anything was out of place like it was totally normal to him totally normal totally normal you know come on in come on in she does not hesitate goes directly to the house knocks on the door doctor warmly greets her welcomes her into the house florinda just point blank asks about her sister and the doctor smiles and eagerly takes <laughs> the two sisters to meet uh, uh, gross so florinda is astonished and speechless to say the least uh, she finds the corpse of her sister, uh, and she actually gives the first tales that are recorded in some of the newspapers. In seven years, he did a lot of work. He did a lot of uh, reconstruction, we might say. Uh, literally, her bones were connected with wires and clothes hangers. Um, her face is covered with a silk and plaster Paris mask. The, with glass eyes fitted. With, with glass eyes fitted, because obviously seven years had not been good to his uh, lovely addict uh, that he was addicted to. Uh, she's dressed very nicely in, in a new dress, to your point, with stockings and jewelry. Uh, and Florinda, she, I don't know how... I don't know how well, anyone would react to this. Well, he, he, he made a wig fashioned from her own hair that apparently her mother had collected and given to Tansler. And, and that might sound creepy, but actually in the Victorian age, that was pretty common. It's still creepy. Yeah. <laughs> they, they would make like uh, wigs. They would make um, almost like crowns out of the hair and frame them and hang them of the deceased he, people. And he apparently been using the perfume and disinfectants and preserving agents. I wonder why mask uh mask the odor and <laughs> to try to forestall the effects of uh decomposition yeah yeah and yet slept with her right there next to uh, her in any bed well florinda the sister she leaves the house and returns back to the family where uh, obviously she shares the story with the family and they immediately report it to the local police uh, officials arrive quickly and remove the corpse but here's where the first twist. 
really comes in. Unfortunately, the the statute of limitations has expired for the crime. Yeah, no, he he had a, a trial and they they brought it to trial, and then yeah, of course, the statute of limitations had expired for the 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 exact charge was wantonly and maliciously destroying a grave and removing a body without authorization. And he gets off scot free. Yeah, he, he he and he's he's a psychiatrist interviews him and finds him fit for trial too. I mean, that's yeah, that's he, I mean, for lack of a better word, that's a little crazy. It, it, he believes he's done nothing wrong. He has made no secrets about it. Uh, for lack of the only thing he didn't do was take her out publicly. Well, and public opinion was even generally sympathetic for Tanzler. They they viewed him as a romantic. And they they put her body on display, and like I, I don't remember how many thousands of people viewed it because they had to have a place to keep the body during the trial. Um, they were not able to rebury her or bury her in the case may be because she was an above ground mausoleum. So yeah, they put her in a local funeral uh, home, and uh, the story had sparked so much interest that yeah, thousands of people went to go see the remains yeah. of uh, a seven year old corpse. Um, so that, that's that that's the doctor had kept. That is, uh, yeah, yeah. Now we, they they did eventually rebury her in the Key West Cemetery in an unmarked grave, so people would not, for understandable may, reasons, maybe just to keep Tansler away. Who knows? Yeah, and, and again, as we mentioned, Tansler gets off basically scot free. Uh, he maintains that he's done nothing wrong. Um, he even asked if the body could be returned. Y- yes, and that's ballsy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's that's out there. As Bill said, her body was eventually buried in a secret location, buried, uh, not above ground this time. Dr. Von Kossel Tanzler goes on to live to the ripe old age of 75, um, but it, we're not done yet with the story. After four years after the event, he decides to move back to the area of uh, Pasco County, uh, near his first wife's home. Yeah, back near his wife's home. Uh where she helps support and care for him he until re- his death. Received his citizenship in 1950. Yeah. I and, mean, uh, you know, we, t- we talk about people coming to the country. Seriously, I mean, there, it seems like that should have been a red flag on that one. Yeah, yeah, we wait till two years before you die to get citizenship. Well, but seriously, with all the things that he was involved in. Yeah, why didn't a red flag yeah. go off you're not an American citizen? What? Uh, but, yeah, the wife takes care of him in his older age. Uh, you know, his, his, his first wife, I, I need to add that, because I don't think, obviously, you could legally marry a corpse uh, in Florida at that time, but he was identifying um, as remarried to a, another woman. Um, but later on, Dr. Carl Tanzler, he continues to long for his lost love. You know, the body has been taken yeah. away. Yeah. Um, so he used a forensic death mask of, of the young lady for the basis and built a life-size dummy mannequin, which he kept yeah. in his bed until yeah. his own death this in 1952. This man was obsessed with, with this woman. Well, his ancestor told him in the dream walk uh, that that was the only way he was going to find true happiness, was to seek this woman out. Now, reports kind of vary, but they say even when he passed away at, at the age of... Uh, 75 on July 3rd, 1952, they found him three weeks after his death, laying in the floor with, uh, with her, with her mannequin, her effigy in his arms. Now there's conflicting tales. Some say he was just found dead, but you know, the romantic in you wants to believe that he was clutching her to the very end. 
I also found different uh, records of that. And an even weirder twist was, yes, he was laying in the mannequin's lap with her arms wrapped around him <laughs> as if welcoming him because now they could spend the rest of their death lives well, together. I don't want to get too off color with this one, but supposedly later research that was not reported at the time uh, revealed evidence of necrophilia. Yes. And apparently he had, I don't want to go into detail, but modified the body. Yes. And uh, that is, uh, there's all kinds of disturbing. That's a totally different level. Uh, right here in my notes, I, I believe I've labeled Dr. Carl Tanzler the most Florida man of Florida men. <laughs> you know, when you hear Florida man stories, it wouldn't get much worse than this. Yeah, this is the, the Florida Frankenstein, as, as we're dubbing it. But uh, still, even on a darker, grittier possible uh, sideline far stretch possibly that dr tanzler actually again stole the body a second time and hid it in plain sight inside of the mannequin i had, I had heard that i read that and that the local police and authorities were so embarrassed by it that they intentionally did not record it in the police files now, I, I did see uh, some pictures of the young lady online. She was certainly attractive. Indeed. indeed. Um, a, you know, a nice-looking lady. A man, the uh, the pictures of the, the mannequin, the death mask and all that. Didn't oh, really do her justice. Those were, I mean, just scary. And, of course, he himself looks like that crazy old Dr. Frankenstein type. Uh, the absolutely. glasses and the bald head and the little Little round beard. glasses, absolutely, the little bow tie. And, and like you, like we said, he he'd gone by various names. He traveled the world. He yeah. he on his names. Uh, actually, I I tried to I started keeping track of some of his different names, and I finally just stopped. But um, on his German marriage certificate to his well first wife, if you will, or only real wife, he went by George Carl Tanzler. Uh, he went by Carl Tanzler von Kossel on his U.S. citizenship papers. A few years before He's, his death. He definitely seemed to swap between Tanzler and Von Kossel a lot. And then Carl Tanzler on his Florida death certificate. And still some of his hospital records were signed as Count Carl Tanzler <laughs> Von Kossel. Um, a, a man of mystery for sure. But again, he did not believe he was doing anything wrong. Uh, well, a, yeah, in public opinion, they, they thought of him as a hopeless romantic. They they The, the public kind of sided with him. They didn't. A love story, if you, if you will. But even after he retired, um, Dr. Tanzler retired somewhere around 1944. He moved to Pasco County, Florida, as I had mentioned, near his wife's home. Uh, while she was caring for him, he wrote his own autobiography, and it appeared in pulp publication magazine, uh, Fantastic Adventures, in 1947. Now... And as you mentioned, he got his citizenship in 1950 in, in Tampa. This is this is something I've got to go try to acquire. <laughs> I ha I have to find this fantastic adventures well, you, in 1947. I wonder how much of it he like. What what's the version of from him? His story. Yeah, yeah. I mean, obviously he invited uh, the sister and hey, come on in, meet your other sister. I know she's been dead for seven years, yeah, I mean, but he you know, he he's, he showed no remorse. Like like we said, he considered it perfectly reasonable. He didn't try to run he didn't act like he'd been caught he was he he was all about bringing her in and, and showing her what was going on and and actually he was very proud of his work 
and how well he had taken care of her. Uh, as, as Bill had mentioned, I mean, one of the kind of red flags was, why is this older doctor buying dresses and, and female stockings and, and jewelry and perfume? Seriously, I mean, he went all out for, for this lady, and he believed that her spirit spoke to him and asked for his help so they could spend time together. Again, you know, you have his, his ancestor, the Countess, appearing to him to tell him that this is the woman of his dreams. Obviously, that was a... I, I think the way I described it to someone I was talking to about this week was, you know, he decided that he was going to love her for the rest of his life, but not necessarily her life. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is definitely one of the creepier uh, stories that we've we've touched upon. And again, we invite you to check it out. This is all documented. This there's There's not really rumor or myth made up here. To the extent that there's some speculation was, did he actually dig up the body the second time? Well, he did it, obviously, the first time. Yeah. Um, he didn't make any bones about it. So even that, I think there's there's possibly a pinch of, of truth there. Uh, he was so infatuated, addicted, obsessed uh, with her. It's crazy. Like, like I said, Dr. Dr. Carl Tanzler, the most Florida man of Florida men. So. <laughs> Yet just another tale of Nightmares on the Lost Highway. I would like to thank uh, Alex Tudor, who has been helping us uh, a lot uh, with our endeavors on this podcast. You can call him our producer at this point, I think. Our producer, electronic recording technician. Um, um, he's uh, the one that's setting up all the mics and the hardware in the background. And then Bill Weirs is going through taking his time to try to clean and edit this up and uh, give us the best possible version that we can present to you folks want to thank everybody involved with that also would like to say if you're interested in uh, taking a listen to our local band phantom sam who has provided our uh, nightmares on the lost highway theme song if you will uh, we will be sharing a link on our facebook page uh, if you would love to go check out their unique sound they've got some wonderful stuff going on so we appreciate our support for us um, and also we would appreciate support for them as well thank you very much